Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Friday to everybody. Again. Did you all enjoy Thanksgiving? Was it everything yeah. you could ever have imagined? Too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm, I'm still yeah. trying to get rid of leftovers, so. I know that's right. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you have left over? I might come over there and uh, get some. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Oh, we still got some turkey. Uh, what else? Some mac and cheese, some collard greens. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, sweet potatoes. Got some candy sweet Yeah. You know, it's not Thanksgiving without the usual. I know that's great. Cranberry sauce, of course. Oh, you got cranberry sauce? Okay, everybody got leftovers. One slice of pumpkin pie left. Oh. Oh, you're a pumpkin pie guy, huh? Pumpkin pie. I don't know what pumpkin pie is. Pumpkin pie. Remember Bernie Mac with that pumpkin pie? Oh, yes, I do remember that. (laughs) Pumpkin pie. Bernie Mac, God bless. I don't know no pumpkin pie. God bless the memory of Bernie Mac. All righty. Well. We're not taking any calls this week, so sorry about that, but <laughs> we're going to give you what we got and keep it moving. So, Papa Didi, you going to start us out? What are we doing our opening topic? Uh, uh, just get your opinion on how people, uh, where, where we are on the food chain, the way people treat black people inadvertently that we don't even know. And I'll tell you a little experience that happened to me, and you just give me y'all opinion on this. Uh, I was in a little, uh, a little Spanish bodega, you know, a little Spanish corner store, you would call it. And I was next in line. A lady in front of me, older black woman, was in there, and obviously she was. She looked a little, a little suspect. But come to find out, she was buying about five or six Lucy's. Now, I'm just peeping this, just looking in line, having the ideal point of point of vision of what was happening. She was buying four or five Lucy's cigarettes. Now, how are you selling Lucy's cigarettes behind the counter in a legitimate store that you had to get a license to sell, you know? That license don't say crack open a pack of Newports and sell Lucy's. Now, anyway... 
when she went to pay for it, he pulls a little machine out and she stuck her EBT card in there. They know the EBT card, I guess, is the modern day, you know, food stamp. But you're not even supposed to be buying cigarettes with the EBT card. Hmm. So I'm watching these Spanish jokers just do this to these black, well, the lady was black, you know, and she was doing it like it was being being slick, but I was watching the whole move. I mean, if I was a cop, I could have busted everybody. But then getting to what happened to me is that, and I was in New Jersey, just for a point of reference there. When I went to buy my, my stuff, I forgot to bring a bag because in Jersey, you need a bag or the store is going to sell you a bag. So I bought a few things where I needed a bag and I, I had a bag in my pocket. So when I went to pull the bag out, he was already putting stuff in a bag and he was giving, wasn't giving it to me. And I said, did you charge, the bags are usually 50 cents. I said, you charge me for that bag? Oh, I'll take it off. He said, oh, I'll take it off, you know, in a, in a Spanish uh, accent, more or less, you know. Yeah, I'll take it off. I said, and he, wanted, he was reaching me. I was going to hand him a $20 bill. Come up, it was like $15. I said, well, take that off for us. Well, I'll take it off. And he's still reaching for my money. I said, take off that 50 cent before I give you this $20 bill. But the moral of the story, what I'm saying is that this guy is just giving people bags automatically, charging for bags without even telling you, selling Lucy cigarettes and putting them on an illegal EBT card. Now, what do you think about that? And this has happened to me and the other young lady was black. So are we as black people just being fucking bullshitted inadvertently? Are people just like thinking we are so... And you know what gets me is like, where are we on the food chain? Do the Spanish people think that we're just fucking lower than whale shit to them also? I mean, white folks already put us in the back of the gutter. So does everybody just look at black people like we are totally beneath? We just fell off the fucking food chain. I mean, you know, so what do you think about that? It's crazy. Think about I'm, it. I'm still tripping off of the fact that this is an, a, a legitimate Legitimate store. store. Legitimate. How you know, the Spanish world is selling loose cigarettes? Mm-hmm. And accepting an EBT card to pay for it? Yeah, yes, he did. I could have went to City Hall the next morning and ratted on his ass. Wow. I'm still stuck on that one. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say that I have experienced someone, you know, charging me for something and not telling me. I had, I've had that happen numerous times. You know, you order something or you buy something and... They have something else extra on there that you didn't ask for. And if you don't check it, you just end up paying for something extra. Yeah. And then when you ask a question, they look at you like, why are you questioning me? Mm. So I, I don't know. I, all I can say on that is that I've had that same experience. I don't know if it's a matter of people disregarding us as a people Mm-hmm. Or is it just people just trying to be slick across the board? I don't know. Because I get the impression, you know, like with the bag thing, I've had that happen in grocery stores, too, that do that. And I've watched them. They don't ask people anymore. They start bagging. They do it. They start bagging up your stuff. And you get home and, they and you charge see these you little, for every single bag. You see these little 25-cent charges on your bag. Yeah, bags. whether it's a nickel, a dime, a quarter, whatever. Mm-hmm. They yeah. aren't asking you. You know, at first they say, 
how many bags. But they're not asking you as a black person, but what are they doing with white people? Well, that's what I'm saying. I've observed it in the grocery store. Whoever is in the line, black, white, or other, they just do it. And unless you flag them down fast and say, hey, hey, I have my own bag. So do people think that blacks don't have the intellect and they could pull the wool over our eyes? Is that what Well, that's why I'm saying. I don't know if it's in, in the grocery store. I don't know if it's a color thing. I think these cashiers have been told, just sell the bags. Don't even ask anymore. But you can't do it to everybody. They they, they don't do it to everybody because I don't think they got the balls to do it. They, they think that white folks are too smart for that shit, so they wouldn't bullshit them like that. All I'm saying is I've seen them well, do let's it. Get Kelly. Kelly, you there? We'll get yeah, off our I'm here. I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying to understand what, what, what is the question. It's concerning what you think they're charging us because we're black or because we don't speak the language? I'm, 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 I'm missing something. No, the language ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just that when we walk in a store, people of a, of another persuasion, whether it be white or Spanish or what have you, they look at us like we're lower than whale shit, and they can bullshit us any way they want to. See, see, the world is about dollars and cents. You know what I mean? And a lot of people mm-hmm. take dollars and cents. A lot of people take dollars and cents a lot more serious than we do. Or than we should, you know. Because okay. when you get to when you get to the point to know how much money do you make per day, okay. Now, if you can bullshit fifty people at a dollar a piece, you made fifty dollars. So to take that to a low, take that fifty dollars into a low income family, that could be a lot of money, you know, mm-hmm. or at least enough money mm-hmm. to to do the little shit they want to do, whether it be a a, tr- a trans pass for the bus or whatever they're trying to buy or whatever. I'm not putting nobody in no category. But, you know, some people come in there and they figure out how they're going to manipulate some shit. Not not totally criminal, but how they can just get over and, you know, you know, it's like you got a bunch of kids, so you get a job where they serve food. So at the end of the day, what they don't sell, they give you and you take home and feed your family, so to speak, you know. But but the question is, do you think that we are being Shanghai sometime, like a toll booth sometime? You ever go to a toll booth and they give you a change mm-hmm. and they give you some tour dollars? Like, oh, let mm-hmm. me just pawn these bad dollars off on black folks. That's happened to me also, tour dollars and shit like that. I'm like, what the hell? It's like we, phew, we must look like goats in the face. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, well, I, anyway. I, I look at it a different, I guess I just look at it a different way. I look at it as being a smart and educated consumer, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, color or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's just being an educated consumer. If you think you're being bamboozled, Shanghai, well, you got to speak on it, you know, say something about it. Like, you know, this is not the right price because sometimes I might go to the register, sign says one thing, and go to the register, it's totally different. So I pay attention to what is being rung up. And, you know, things have gone up, but, I mean, you know, you, you just have to be an educated consumer. Um, you know, me personally, I just don't think that, I, you know, we've been bamboozled in Shanghai. No, I don't, I don't believe that, no. Um, but I just believe you just need to be an educated consumer on, you know, what you're buying and things like that. Um, but like I said, if it's, it says one price on the shelf and then something separate, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to call somebody out on it. Yeah. So. All right. That's just, 
Well, let's let's keep it moving and go into the rundown so we can get into these topics for tonight. And as I said earlier, we're not taking any calls tonight on the Pajama Party Show. So, Kettle, if you're ready for the rundown, go for it. All right, sure. Um, I'm going to start with in focus. Our in focus topics are Walmart employees, where six fatally shot sues company for $50 million. Also, five officers charged after black man paralyzed in police van. And House approves bill to prevent rail workers' strikes. Also, our cocktail of the week. We got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? I'm quite sure he has a lot to talk about. Of course, we're delighting it up with our weird news. Bear attacks, inflatable Rudolph in the body yard. Also, thousands of monkeys celebrate Feast Day in Central Thailand. And menacing wild turkeys led by Kevin are taking a New England city over. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, what could possibly go wrong? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So you guys sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're going to get right into In Focus. All right. And, Kettle, you've got the lead story tonight on uh, what's happening with Walmart. Y'all on the move. Okay. Yeah. I can roll. Yeah, we're on the move. That's right. All right. All right. Um, okay. Walmart employee was six for fatally shot through company for fifty million. Wow, they always go high, don't they? An employee yeah, they at a Virginia Walmart, uh huh, where six of her coworkers were killed, since she filed a written complaint to the company of the suspected gunman's bizarre behavior months before the shooting. Wow. The filing alleges that Walmart management knew of a suspected gunman. Andre Bing's behavior and threats before the mass shooting, but kept employing him anyway. Um, the plaintiff, um, Periolu, um, she says an overnight stalker and trainer who worked with Bing is suing the parent company for negligent hiring and uh, retention and responded superior liability. He's seeking the $50 million. I'm quite sure they probably settle out of court. I don't think he's going to get that much, but you never know. Um, prior to the shooting, Mr. Bing repeatedly asked coworkers if they had received their active shooter training. Uh, when coworkers responded that they had, Mr. Bing just smiled and walked away without saying anything. Wow. Um, That's weird. It is. Um, I know... I've been through that. Um, I used to work for uh, a store, and, and, you know, we had to go through the training, look at the videos and everything. But, um, yeah, it's just it's what it is now. Um, in early September, um, Paralou submitted a formal complaint on a Walmart global ethics statement form saying Bing had bizarrely and inappropriately commented on her age, height, and had harassed her for being poor. Wow. In one instance, Bing asked Perlua if she liked guns and told others working at Walmart that he ran over a turtle once with a lawnmower on purpose. Wow. This guy, boy, he's special. Um, yeah. 
Walmart had received numerous reports that Mr. Bing was bullying, threatening, and harassing other employees. Um, Despite Mr. Bing's longstanding um, pattern of disturbing and threatening behavior, Walmart did not enact any preventive measures to keep Walmart customers' employees safe. On the night of the shooting, multiple bullets passed um, Farrell's face, barely missing her, and she watched several of her employees being brutally murdered. Um, which adds she fell um, while trying to escape, injuring her knee and elbow. Um, hey, I don't blame her. I would too as well because if you're constantly telling Walmart what's going on and you're not doing anything about it, and hopefully she's telling, she was telling the right people, um, yeah, I don't blame her. What do you guys think? It's bizarre. Yeah, I don't understand. If she kept reporting and other people were reporting of the things that this man was saying and doing, you know, for him to come in the break room and ask her if she had, he, what, he asked her had she taken the active shooter thing, training? Yes, yes. That's and a training if said, an active shooter comes in there, yeah, you know, what do you do? And when she said no, he just smiled and walked out of the room? Uh, yeah. 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 See, yeah. he was already mm-hmm. had stuff on his mind, mm-hmm. harassing people yeah. and whatnot. And then for Walmart to do nothing when people were reporting that this man seems like he's got a problem. Right. Yeah. At least pull him aside or put him on suspension, um, investigate, do something, you know, it's, there's nothing saying that Walmart uh, initiated anything, you know. So. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So. There's always three sides, as they say. So what do you think, Papa? Well, you know, I, I have experienced that myself in the job market, not so much the active shooter thing, but, but working with crazy folks. But the deal is the crazy folks, that act like that around coworkers, when they get around the bosses, they're smiling and kissing ass. You know what I'm saying? So the bosses never see that side of them. I worked with a guy in my office for a long time that was just like that. Very abusive, very over the top, very, you know, uh, alpha male, talking to women a certain way. But when bosses come in the door, he's smiling like he's, a, a, you know, like a model, a model uh, employee. So the bosses don't really see that side of them. Then when you say something about them, oh, oh, John, oh, well, John, John, John's okay. Well, you know what I mean? Because they, they're used to seeing John's teeth and kissing ass. So that that could be the thing, too. When he went around the damn bosses at Walmart, he was, at, you know, acting a different way, you know, cheesing, but then go around the employees and he's like. Yeah. That's a good point because this you know guy I mean? was a manager. Right, exactly. So he hanging with other mm-hmm. managers. Everybody hangs with mm-hmm. their peers in the, in the workforce. You know that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, you know, God so bless just, all yeah, that. Yeah, but to me, know. they just brush it aside because, like you said, he was a manager. If you have, mm-hmm. you know, so many complaints, you would think that they would try to do something. But like you said, he probably smiled in their face, and they're like, no, not not him. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a model right, employee, they probably, yada, they, yada, yada, yada. They probably yeah. saw a whole other side of him. 
Sure. And plus, when sure. you when you skip so like that, you can you can be a you know, you can mm-hmm. be a chameleon and yeah. change up like like yeah, you know. But sure. It's very sad, and um, I think Morgan and Morgan is representing her. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw when they reported on the news. I saw oh, that really? too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Morgan and Morgan is representing her, so I hope she gets every penny of it because. You know, Walmart need to get their shit together because they don't, you know, they're making yeah. all this money, but they ain't protecting yeah. nobody. Right. They got a lot going on there. Right. Yeah, they got a hell of a lot going on in that joint. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, I've got one about, uh, I just feel like once again, it's deja vu. There's a brother named Randy Cox, 36 years old. He was being driven to the New Haven police station back in June for a, on a weapons charge. They were supposed to be, you know, processing him for this weapons charge when the driver hit the brakes real hard at an intersection trying to avoid a collision, causing Randy Cox to fly head first into the metal partition in the van. So now, like I said, he goes head first flying into this metal partition. Now, Cox is now laying in the back on the floor in this transport vehicle, calling for help, saying he couldn't even move, and the officers were mocking him and accused him of being drunk and faking the injuries. And this brother is laying there, can't do anything. And then when you, if you saw the surveillance footage, by the time they got to the, uh, the processing area, he couldn't even get out and walk. And, again, they, they laughed at, not really laughed, but they accused him of faking. They dragged this man out by his feet. This is a black man. They dragged him out by his feet, and, of course, he couldn't move, hit the ground. They put him into a cell. And by the time they got around to giving him medical attention, they found out he was paralyzed from the waist down, from the head injury when the, when the driver slammed on the brakes. It messed up, I guess, his neck, spine, or something like that. Man. So he was not faking. He was not drunk. He kept telling them that he was in pain, he needed help, could somebody help him, and they disregarded him and blew him off. And then when they told him to get out of the vehicle and he kept telling them, I can't move, they dragged him out by his feet. They totally disrespected and disregarded this man. And then come to find out, he was paralyzed from the waist down. And he had some other injuries, too. Now, this is just like the situation with Freddie Gray back in Baltimore. That's what I meant about the deja vu. Same kind of thing. Transport people in a vehicle where they're not contained or confined any kind of way, and then when somebody gets injured, this is the result. I don't understand, like, why are people still being transported in these kind of vehicles? So, anyway, they, they found that he had a fractured neck, paralyzed from the chest. I say the waist. He's paralyzed from the chest down, and the, the five New Haven police officers were charged with second-degree reckless endangerment and cruelty, both charges are misdemeanors. I'm like, y'all have destroyed this man's life totally. How is that a beep, beeping misdemeanor? I, I just don't Pretty get it. Separate. 
This was in New Haven. That's uh, it doesn't say, but I think New Haven is Connecticut. I just have New Haven, but it's yeah. a they they charged him with a misdemeanor, mis misdemeanor. Um, the officers were Diaz, Presley, Le- Levandier, Rivera. And all of them have been on administrative leave since the summer when this happened. Now, yeah. Don't you still get paid on administrative leave? Is that how I that guess works? If that's what they ordered, you know, I don't know what the, that procedure was. This is ridiculous. And one of the officers did at least pay a little bit of attention uh, when the when the man was saying that he was injured and needed help. I mean, the man was laying face down on the floor in his cell, the where they put him in that cell, holding cell, because he couldn't move. He was paralyzed. He's laying face down on the concrete, still trying to get help. So then the officers, of course, once the charges were filed, the officers involved turned themselves in to the police barracks on Monday, beginning of the week. Each of them was processed, posted a $25,000 bond, and they're supposed to be uh, in court December the 8th. So, you know, of course, the mayor is saying, oh, you know, this shouldn't have happened, and, you know, I'm outraged, blah, blah, blah. NAACP is looking into it, of course, making the comparison to Freddie Gray in Baltimore, and that was 2015. That doesn't even seem like it was that long ago. But Freddie Gray happened in 2015 in Baltimore. So Attorney Ben Crump is on the case. I was like, yes, Attorney Crump, get on him. So Attorney Crump said that the New Haven officers need to be held accountable. Uh, What was your question, Kevin? Oh, that's what I was asking. Where was it? New Haven. Mm. Yeah. Wow. But but here's mm-hmm. the kicker. Four of the officers mm-hmm. have now filed motions last week claiming that they should have qualified immunity from this lawsuit. Oh my god. You know, Are you serious? Qualified immunity. Yeah, here we go with the qualified immunity. These people are crazy. They really are. I'm trying to tell you. They mm. Ooh boy. I mean, okay. You know, I, I understand if it was a situation where, you know, you're having to bring down a suspect and you get into a fight or, you know, something like that and the suspect is fighting you and then you end up, you know, swinging on them or, you know, something along that line and then the person want to sue. I can almost see, okay, the police want to have qualified immunity if you, you know, try to sue them for assault, something like that, because you were fighting the the police person. But when you shoot somebody in the back who's running away from you, or you abuse somebody like they did this brother here, how in the world do you even try to get this qualified immunity? That's some bull crap, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to move on. I just wanted you all to know, so we're going to stay on this case and see. When they when they go to court, uh, I believe I said the 9th of December, I'm going to stay on this story and see what happens. Okay. All right. We're going to put on the kiss it list. Yeah, I'm putting them on the kiss it list. The five okay. cops that jacked up Mr. Cox, Randy Cox. All right, Papa Didi, over to you. What's your in focus? Uh, this is concerning that uh, real strike that was in the mix 
or possible mail strike. I mean, um, rail, rail, not mail, rail strike, the railroad. I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of the railroad. Uh, you know, Amtrak doesn't own anything, <clears throat> anything past Washington going south. You know, that's all freight. So it's like when freight trains come north, you know, into the, the tunnel, into D.C., you know, now they have to pay attention to Amtrak's rules, you know, where things are electrified and things like that. So where it's not electrified, Amtrak don't own it. Anyway, and that will affect anything because if they go on strike, their control towers and control centers that control the switches and signals and stuff like that going down to Florida or Atlanta or New Orleans, wherever you're going, these trains aren't going to go because the furthest they can go is D.C. Because if people on strike, ain't nobody working. But not to mention um, Norfolk Southern, CSX, these these uh, trains carry everything. You hear me? You would be surprised what is being pushed by train. Everything from coal to stone to sand to you name it, not to mention oil and you, you name it, chemicals of all type, all kinds of everything. So, but a lot of people in Congress that are mostly airplane people don't care about that. Most of your Republicans and all, they don't. And thank goodness that uh, Joe Biden lived in Delaware, where he has a house in Delaware, and he rode Amtrak all the time back and forth. So he not only got very familiar with Amtrak, but he's very Amtrak friendly. You know, Amtrak, Amtrak is loving him right now being the president far as subsidies and everything he's approving and they're rolling in the dough with things. But this here has to do with the whole big picture of the railroad as a whole. And uh, Congress is moving swiftly to uh, prevent a looming U.S. Rail, railroad uh, worker strike. All right. But luckily, um, in, in, the laborers are disputing to stop. That would be surely be a disaster blow to the nation's economic and the transportation of fuel, water, and other critical goods that are uh, distributed by the railroad, like I said. So uh, the House on uh, Wednesday approved a bill that would impose a compromised labor agreement that was uh, that, that would be brokered by the uh, Biden administration, but uh, rejected by four of the uh, 12 rail unions, one of them being TCU. TCU is a union that handles all the people you see on the train, the LSAs, all people on Amtrak, it is. But then you got all your other unions have to do other railroads. But TCU, I happen to see that particular one that looked familiar that, that houses a lot of people. So unions have threatened to strike if the agreement can't be reached by December 9th deadline. So President Biden has urged Congress to intervene. The House voted to impose the contract was a 290 to 137 with 79 Republicans joining 211 Democrats in voting to approve the measure. Eight Democrats and 129 Republicans voted against the legislation. So when it comes to these people that are voting for and voting against, you never know why, who does what. You know, I think people vote by their constituents and what they feel and how they go about it or where they are, what not a railroad goes through their town, you know. Mm -hmm. I think some of these senators or congressmen that represent, you know, like a bumfuck Egypt or something, 
out in the desert of Vegas where there's no rails or something like that. They said, well, why we got to prove this? They only, they only come through my area. So they'll turn down for, for whatever reason. But the long and short of this is that the biggest thing is uh, the sick pay because they're big on sick pay. And plus the railroad union has a thing too, whereas like if you take off too much, now you're going to need their um, situation where now you could be written up and stuff like that and go to trial. They have their own little trial thing for absenteeism or over sickness. But in management on the railroad, managers don't have to put in for none of that. You know, they tell their boss or their bosses that they're not feeling good. They don't have to even tell the unions. People come into work one day and say, oh, where's Harry, you know, our boss? Oh, he's, he's, he's out for a few days. He don't have to question or anything. So why is management so free with their unlimited sickness, you know? Mm-hmm. And the unions got to have their stuff on paper. And most people that are in management come from the unions. But some people in management still pay their union dues, you know, because you still are part of it. Once you're in the union, you can still pay union dues and keep your seniority just in case you leave management and want to go back to the union, you'll still have your spot. So if you you were a conductor and then you want to go up in the big house and play boss, but then you get pissed off at the bosses up there, you want to come back and be a conductor, now you can bid on a position you're there as long as you still pay your union dues. So it's between a rock and a hard place between management and union because sometimes they're one and the same. And people change their attitude when they become a boss, but they're still paying union dues, but they still got to act like they don't give a shit about the union, but they're still paying union dues. So it's, it's deep. But it's I read, real deep. I read that the freight railroads collectively uh, made a I don't know if it was the profit or if this is just how much money they made off the top, but $22 billion up till now in the fourth quarter is not even over yet. So it just seems like if you pulled in $22 billion, you know, and there's one more month to go before the year is out, why are they squawking so hard about giving their employees some reasonable sick leave? Well, like I said, between management and union, it's a huge gray area. They want to stay separate. You know, management is white collar and union is blue collar, and they want to keep that gray area in between. I mean, because what's the use of being a manager if you get the same benefits as a union and vice versa? So that's why people want to, they want just as much as them, but the, the managers are never going to let them get all they can get because they're like, well, shit. I might as well stay in the union if I'm going to give them everything that, you know. So it's, you know, it, it's really deep. I, mean, I didn't it's think really... you were asking for everything, but, I mean, they were, all I'm hearing is about the sick leave. Well, the sick leave is the last thing. That was the last thing they tried trying to settle on. But they already settled on the money and all that, believe me. Mm-hmm. The money's the first thing. But then you got to worry about And see, also, too, with unions, you got to give up something to give up something. You know, because like management, for example, just to give you another example of management, management, let's say, they also get different paid holidays. Mm-hmm. Like management will get Martin Luther King Day and Juneteenth, but the union won't get those two days. You know what I mean? Because it's not a union holiday, but it's a management holiday. And, and, and figure that out. 
So this sounds like some apartheid stuff. It's That's really, what, it's Kevin, really does this deep. sound like apartheid? <laughs> it's deep. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It is deep. Yeah, I don't When you go to arbitration. I mean, you know, uh, they won't let them get the time get the time off, you know. If you say right, because they want to keep on hustling. They want to keep on doing what they're doing mm-hmm. to make management look good. It's all about management looking good. This is why places okay. like Walmart and all this don't have unions. Yeah, because mm. they don't they don't want they don't want to break it's off like that. It sounds like they're saying that if you're if you're a grunt, you know you're a union person, you're a grunt, and we want you to stay a grunt. Don't even think about trying to move up to another level because that's where all the gold is, and you're a grunt. You don't deserve the gold, so stay down in your grunt status and shut up. But eighty percent of the people that are managers came from the rank and file. Yeah. So you got some people that went to college and came in as a manager and didn't do the the little thing. But when you come up in the ranks on any position, you become a better management because you know how it is on the floor. Oh, you know? God. It's a deep You're situation. You're making my head spin. It's a deep situation. It you know? sure is. Lord have mercy. Is it time for a cocktail? <laughs> I, think, I think we need one, yeah. That is yeah, a lot. That's I, a good I feel bad for them, you know. I mean, yeah. it sounds like they're just trying to get some, like, some dignity and some some of the perks, just some of the perks that everybody else yeah. has. But, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go to the cocktail of the week. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, this, is, this is for the folks that are, that are fighting on, on the rail. This is for them. Yeah. This is the uh, Sparkling Grapefruit Gin Meal. This delicious oh. twist on a gin meal combines top grapefruit juice, that's your stuff, Papa. With sweet sparkling wine for a refreshing cocktail, that's also so easy to make. So we're going to start with uh, ice, of course. Two ounces or two and a half ounces of gin, whichever you prefer, but the recipe is two ounces. One ounce of grapefruit juice, a half an ounce of lemon juice, four ounces of ginger beer, four ounces of champagne or sparkling wine, and, of course, a sliced grapefruit lemon and or mint leaf if you prefer. So Ooh. add ice to a Moscow Mew mug. Add the gin, grapefruit juice, lemon juice. Stir to combine. Fill the glass with the ginger beer and champagne to top it off. And of course garnish with a grapefruit slice. Yes. Ooh, that thing sounds good. Okay. I think I, I'll yeah. have two of those if you don't mind. <laughs> Not and one, and what two. is it called? Yes, two. Spark, the, the sparkling grapefruit gin meal. That's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Sparkling. Pretty wait, good. I got to write that down. Sparkling mm. grapefruit gin. Gin meal. Mm-hmm. Meal. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kettle. Mm-hmm. The cocktail mm-hmm. of the week is brought to you by Kettle. And, of course, our parent company, D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. And we do appreciate the two of you for that. And we're going to go to Papa Didi now because it's time for What's Poppin'. Hmm. What you say, Papa Didi? What's Poppin'? What's Poppin', I tell you, I was uh, reading a little something on uh, Kanye West. And um, just wanted to put something out there on his ass. First of all, it brought and lost his mind. Oh, yeah? 
uh, what I mean by that is that he was doing a podcast with the guy that him and Trump was at the uh, dinner, lunch thing, whatever. They went to a guy named, uh, I forget his name, Art, Art Will or something like that. It's a, you know, white guys that got these podcasts. And Conway and that guy was in there, the one that was with him at Trump's thing, the one that runs the uh, the supremacist thing, you know. He's in there with glasses looking all stupid. It's amazing how people's title and what they do is a lot stronger than what they look like. Mm-hmm. When you see these white boys in person, they are the most ratchet-looking, raggedy-looking, you know what I mean? They, they don't, their reputation of being a, leader of an Aryan nation or Proud Boys, and when you get up close and personal with him, you're like, this motherfucker? You know what I mean? Who are you talking about, Steve Banner? No, no, a guy named uh, Fuentes. Fuentes, Fuentes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the boy need a haircut. He had on dark glasses the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? You think you a celebrity? Really? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I mean, no disrespect. I ain't trying to talk about the boy, you know, but... uh. I just think that he needs to, uh, you know, and he had on a, a suit jacket that was like winterish. You know what I mean? He's sitting indoors in the suit jacket like he was hot as hell in there. And like his hair was sweating. He had a little piece of hair coming down that was stuck to his forehead. I mean, he was just all out of out of style. You know, I, don't, I guess I don't expect him to have style. If you you supremacist and you, if you against black folks, you sure ain't learn shit from us. So, you so your style and your habits aren't, you know, up to par for a goddamn. But anyway, Kanye's sitting across the room from him, and Kanye's in there talking about his money and what this and this and that. And, oh, yeah, well, uh, I lost this money here. Then Internal Revenue froze $50 million of my money, and and I, you know, only had access to, in this particular bank, $40 million. And I'm wondering why, you know, they, they told me I owed a lot of money instead of telling me the amount of money. And Kanye's saying, he, Kanye's saying this in front of these white boys who are probably poorer than dog shit. And you sit there telling them you got $50 million that was frozen. I'm sure after a while, if he keep hanging with them, they're going to hit him up for some money. So now you're supporting that cause because they're kissing your ass, acting like they actually like you. Really, Kanye, are you fucking serious? You know what I mean? And you in there talking about how much you got. Well, then I had the $100 million, and then when the total revenue came, it took me down in this one bank, down to $40 million. I'm like, listen to this motherfucker talk. You wouldn't even talk to black people. I haven't heard you talk like that around black people. But when you sit around white folks, you could talk about Chase Bank and how $40 million you got in there. Hell, them white folks in the Aryan Nation could say, uh, Kanye, look, we really love you. You think we can borrow like just five million toward our calls and we can we'll put your you you put you on a plaque on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And he's falling for all this shit. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, I'm gonna leave that alone. But that's some deep shit. He if he think he could trust them motherfuckers, he done lost his mind completely. Well, he's confused. He doesn't get it either. Anyway. Yeah, I, I heard he walked walked out of somebody's interview. I don't know who he was being interviewed by, but apparently 
something got said, and he walked up out of there. No, with these white boys, he was very comfortable with them. Yeah, no, this was an interview. This wasn't a podcast. Yeah, he was okay. in there cheesing like a, you know. And you know it's something wrong with That's him. That's Kevin's boy, though. I ain't going to talk about him too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not going to touch that one We're going to go on to the weird news Papa. Mm-hmm. Yeah Since we're talking okay. about weird people Alrighty uh, Okay let's see. Oh I've got the first one Okay mm-hmm. Weird news Weird news Okay I got it I got it I got a bear Attacks an inflatable Rudolph The red nosed reindeer this was in Nevada. Uh, a Nevada man's home security camera captured footage of an apparently confused bear that attempted to make a meal out of an inflatable Rudolph holiday decoration. Poor Rudolph. Dave Lester of Zephyr Cove in South Lake Tahoe area said on a Facebook post post that uh, he woke awoke Saturday morning to find his inflatable Rudolph that he had put out for Christmas on the lawn had been shredded by an early morning visitor. He wrote, sad news, woke up this morning to Rudolph laying on the ground, unresponsive. No amount of CPR or duct tape could revive him. Lester shared the security camera footage showing that the decoration had been mauled by a bear that visited his yard at 5 a.m. He said the animal was not interested in any of the other decorations, just Rudolph. He said that uh, there's a group of bears that are known to frequent the area where they live, and they usually spot them once a week. Uh, he said they have a little route that they take that goes right past a group of houses. And that's kind of scary. He said the bears occasionally showed interest in the inflatable Rudolph last year, but they never damaged it. Until this year, so I, I'm thinking that they must have fighting back. Yeah, I think they must have warned him last year. That inflatable Rudolph. They probably told him, "Look, don't let me see you come up in next year." And then they came back this year, and Rudolph was standing there. And the next thing you know, that bear tore that Rudolph up. But that's my weird news. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-mm. I guess you're going to be putting up no more Rudolph somewhere. I hope not. Uh, All right, Kel, over to you. What's your weirdness? This is a lot boy, Thailand. Um, thousands of monkeys celebrate feast day in central Thailand. A meal fit for monkeys was served on Sunday at the annual Monkey Feast Festival in central Thailand. Okay. Um, amidst the morning traffic, rows of monkey statues holding trays were lined up outside the compound of the ancient three pagodas while volunteers prepared food across the road for real monkeys. Okay. Um, throngs of macaque monkeys ran around. At times, fighting with each other while the crowds of visitors and locals grew. As the carefully prepared feast was brought toward the temple, um, the creatures began to pounce and were soon devouring the largely veg- vegetarian spread. 
While the entertainment value of the festival is high, organizers are quick to point out that it is not just monkey business. This Monkey Feast Festival is a successful event that helps promote the tourism among international tourists every year. Excuse me. The human and monkey harmony could be seen in the lack of shyness exhibited by the monkeys which climbed on the visitors' vehicles and lampposts. <laughs> okay. That's too much. Wow. This is an annual event. Better get used to it. This uh-huh. year's theme is Monkeys Feeding Monkeys, an antidote to previous years where monkey participation had decreased due to high numbers of tourists, which intimidated the animals. Okay. That's it on my monkey. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is crazy. Festival. Wow, okay. I've heard it all. Mm. Okay. So they, they put all that? the food. Huh? They put the food out there to feed the monkeys for the festival. Yeah, vegetarian spread, girl. Okay. All right, monkeys. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, oh. Papa Didi, uh, you're up. Uh, you got something to do that one. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, like we talking about the <laughs> bears, monkeys, and now I'm talking about turkeys. Uh-oh. Wow, these are some maniac, uh, some wild turkeys in New England, led by Kevin. Kevin? Yeah, a flock of feathered uh, hooligans have been intimidating residents of a place called Woburn, Massachusetts. And the leader is one especially tough turkey named Kevin. Now, the five wild birds spent a lot of time in particular on the lawn of uh, a lady named Miss Tolson, according to a, a news report from the Guardian newspaper. Tolson, she gave she gave uh, the leader the back the name of Kevin. Oh. Character, characterized him as a, the bad egg amongst the otherwise all-female turkey crew. Now, how the hell does she know the difference between a male and a female turkey? Anyway, the woman... The women, the women are more mellow, she said, and not so terrible. But I think he's kind of, he's the one that amps the rest of them up to chase people. So Miss Dawson said uh, they don't let her out of the house sometime. While the Guardian brought national attention to Kevin and his band of uh, hooligans, local media has also covered their antics in recent months. He said they're up at 6 a.m. on my lawn, and they start chasing us, trying to pop our car tires. He said a resident in Devon Phelan told NBC Boston this in September that it is wild. Typical, this happens due to people uh, feeding them directly or from the turkeys freeloading off the bird feeders intended for other, other kind, of, kind, of, kind, of, kind of birds in the park. They just chase the other birds away and the turkeys take over. So the turkeys are kind of acting like uh, what they do amongst themselves, he said, adding that they run away. And they fuel the problem because they begin to see the uh, they, they're more subordinate than the others. This, this is crazy. Anyway, so uh, I've heard it all. <laughs> okay. Who we put on anyway, the uh, <laughs> uh, I just can't imagine these turkeys out here. Bussing people car tires. <laughs> like, 
They sound like a gang. Well, you know, because it's contradictive <laughs> because some of them are feeding them and just egg- egging them on, you know, and <laughs> keeping them moving. But they, the area that they hang at, their migrant area, they go back there and let their steam off. And they come out to the park and people are throwing bread and peanuts and everything. I don't know. What does a turkey eat anyway? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, the turkeys, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I was getting ready to say chicken. <laughs> That's cannibalism. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. That's crazy. A gang of turkeys up there cutting up. The lady said that she can't even get out of her house. They blocked the door, and they like, get back in the house, B. <laughs> let her come out. I would love to see the video of that. That's too much. Woo! All righty. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. All of a sudden, that just struck me as too funny. Okay. Apart. All right. Get it together. Get it together, Red All right. All right. All right. Mm. Well, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show, and we're not taking any calls tonight. So thank you for hanging in there with us and listening to the show. Uh, let's see. We're up next is, I'm just saying. Do moi. Yes. With moi. Right. Take it away, uh, Red One. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this, this, is a, this is something that I read about and. I I did some cross-research on it, trying to understand exactly what is the mayor trying to do with this particular project. Now, this is a a story uh, centering around New York, the mayor of New York, uh, Eric Adams is his name. Now, New York's Mayor Eric Adams has ordered... All of his city employees, all city employees, including the police, the fire, and EMS, and the health department, to transfer anybody experiencing a mental health crisis who refuses to cooperate, he wants them to transfer them to a hospital for evaluation. And he describes this as his long-term approach to handling individuals with severe mental illnesses. And he says that, you know, this is going to be an urgent adjustment in how officials view their commitment to assisting people who need help. I'm just saying, what could possibly go wrong with this plan? That's my question to Mayor Eric Adams. You want city employees now, when you say city, you're talking about people who work for the government of New York, the city government. That's people who work in offices, things of this nature. You want them to spot somebody out on the street and say, huh, that person looks like they're having some kind of mental crisis. I better go and see if I can help them. And if they resist, I'm going to call somebody and have them carted off to the hospital for evaluation. Are you serious? That's why I'm asking, what could possibly go wrong with that? 
so many things I can't even count. He wants to hospitalize anybody suffering from mental illness whose illness is endangering them from preventing them from meeting their basic human needs. But he never defined, what do you mean by basic human needs? I kept reading this thing like, okay, I know what I think basic human needs are, but you're the one, Mayor Adams, that put this thing out like it's a new directive or something. So don't you think you should have really defined that to make it clear? So like I said, he he already put that out there. He's got the police being trained for quote-unquote basic needs intervention. And again, you're not defining what do you mean when you say basic needs. He's got the police in uh, training stuff, training programs that includes engagement tactics that they should try before resorting to taking people to the hospital. Now, we already know and have seen it over and over and over. What happens when the police engage with people who don't want to engage with the police? Okay, that's my question. How does that usually turn out? But now you want to tell the police to deal with people who they think are having a mental health crisis? And you think this is a good idea, Mayor? Come on, man. What could possibly go wrong with this plan? Now, the mayor's guidance is saying that the workers should use this approach when individuals appear to be mentally ill and incapable of meeting their fundamental needs, which, again, he didn't define. First he said basic needs, then he says fundamental needs. He didn't define them. Now, to me, fundamental, uh, f- fundamental and basic needs would be the ability to clothe, feed, provide shelter, and, you know, sustainability, take care of yourself. To me, that's what I think it would be, but he never said. So if that's what a basic need is, how about you just worry about providing those kind of needs instead of carting people off to the hospital because they look like they're having a mental break? You're trying to force people to go and get mental evaluations because somebody in your employee thinks this person needs a mental evaluation. How you know they don't need a mental evaluation? Who's evaluating who now? This sounds like it's about to go so far off the rails. I'm scared for the folks in New York if this is the way the mayor wants this thing to go. And like I said, what could possibly go wrong? I cannot imagine the problems that they're going to encounter If somebody says, no, I don't want to go to the hospital, back up off of me, what are the cops going to do? They're going to use force against somebody who's so-called mentally ill? You trying to make them go? Because that's what the mayor said. If they refuse, you should be able to use whatever tactics to make them go. What could possibly go wrong with this plan? I just have to keep saying it. It just sounds like people are about to get all their human rights completely violated in every way possible. And for what? Because they want to get the mentally ill people off the street by any means necessary? I just think that their resources could be put to much better use if they focused on housing and jobs and education and retraining, not this cock and bull plan. 
I'm just saying, you know, there are people who, when you say mentally ill, if they've been living on the street, don't you think that's enough to push people over the edge? It's hard out there living on the street. And if you've been pushed to the brink of that's the only thing you can do and you're living on the street trying to not end up dead, trying to avoid all the perils of living in the street, and now here comes somebody telling you, oh, you look like you're having a mental crisis. You need to come and go with me. You know, like I said, what could possibly go wrong with this plan? Come on, Mayor. I'm going to have to put Mayor Eric Adams on a kiss-it list because he's so concerned about crazy. You crazy, Mayor, if you think this is going to go well. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, what could go wrong? Everything. They need to back up off of this. I just don't see it working. All right. That was a good one. Now, there's got to be better ways of dealing with mentally ill people. I mean, we know there's people out on the streets that need help, but I just don't see having city or state government employees out here rounding up people. I mean, come on. Crazy. Exactly. The crazy, trying to help the crazy. This is ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Right. Yep. Living for the city, Papa Didi. Other than this foolishness, what's happening in the city? <laughs> well, I like to talk about these, uh, that Oathkeeper guy that, uh, allegedly going to jail, they want to give him up to 20 years. I doubt that happens. And they Talking about the, they're going to they're going to appeal it and all this stuff. It, it, what gets me is that these people have a denial frame of mind, no matter what happens to them. You know why is it that when 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 when, when let's say black men get found guilty, we just go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm, I'm like. <clears throat> These jokers is going, yeah, well, the Oath Keeper leader, he was found guilty. Okay, all right, found guilty. He did a crime. He's found guilty. It was a felony, yada, 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 all the crap. They got him on tape discussing where the guns are being hid. They they put the guns up in D.C. like the whatever day that was, uh, January 6th, whatever day of the week. They was up in D.C. a week earlier in hotels with with. Loads and loads of luggage with all kinds of hand grenades. My question is, who the hell was you going to use this stuff on? And you know what? Sometimes you don't want something to happen, but deep down inside you would say, what if they would have blew up a room in the Capitol? And, and, and being a regular citizen, after you take off all those layers of bullshit that you're carrying around, Oath Keeper and Proud Boys and all those um, vests and, you know, they go to the Army-Navy store, we called it back in the day, and they stock up on all that camouflage shit. Mm-hmm. I just think this make, that makes some of the white boys feel so, you know, they feel so dominant, you know. Half of them got fucked up marriages, ain't seen their kids in there, their wife just ran for the hills and they started going crazy. 
and they just around a bunch of guys all the time just shooting at the shooting at the dirt in the back of the woods, you know. And I mean, it's just it's a mess. It's, it's a mess. I don't I don't get it. I don't. And, and the women that follow them guys, they about as buck teeth as they are. You know, and they, they look all crazy and shit. And mm. and this guy, like I said, getting back to what I was saying, he gets sentenced for this and that. All right, well, the oath keeper today was convicted of this and this and that. Well, they're going to appeal. Like, right off the bat. Just like Trump didn't want to give the elect. That's the first thing they say, appeal. The same with Bannon. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to go to jail. He even got sentenced to jail and everything. Well, he's not going to go to jail until after his appeals are up. Well, damn. Who else gets the opportunity to do that shit? If I committed a crime right now and went to trial and they found my ass guilty, there would be no... Yeah, you can appeal while you sit in that goddamn jail. But I don't understand how between Bannon and, you know, the guy, the leader of the uh, Oath Keepers, this woman with a patch on his eye, mm-hmm. you know. Him and Bannon, they just, they probably together right now shooting the breeze and laughing and bullshitting. I mean, it's just a mess how nobody's taking anything serious except black people. We we got to, like, go to jail, go directly to jail, like Monopoly. Do not pass go, do not collect how much? <laughs> $200. $200, right? It's crazy. I tell you, it's a mess. It's a mess. There's jungle out there. It's, uh, it's something else. All right, Pop. Mm-hmm. Right about it. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like, how the brothers always got to sit in the jail? We just go to jail. We and ain't got to. You're lucky if you can get an appeal put together. Put together, exactly. Because you don't even <laughs> see the lawyer. Lawyer said, fuck it, I did my best, man. I'm out. <laughs> and everybody else, I'm telling you, the Oath Keeper leader and Bannon, them jokers are still at home. Bannon's been sentenced to whatever he got. What was it he got? I Six, don't know. Uh, Whatever it was. Four years or whatever. He hasn't seen the inside of a jail. Hell no. All right. Well, let's go to Hollywood and find out what the celebs are doing. You ready, (laughs) Kel? Yeah. We're going to need a little change here. These people, you're right. They've been sentenced, but they haven't gone nowhere. That's what you're saying. They ain't going nowhere. No. no. Make me wonder. All right, Papa. Can you give her her... Her intro. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right, Kel. All right, sit back, buckle up. I got quite a bit tonight. Jennifer Mm. Hudson and Quinta Brunson, they're added to the People's uh, People of the Year honorees. Um, Quinta Brunson and Jennifer Hudson will be honored alongside Matthew McConaughey. Um, at this People's Choice Award. Um, hmm. Having the uh, uh, Hudson Hopes Her Talk Show would create a platform for everyone just so we all have a place to feel included. All right. Has anybody seen Jennifer Hudson's new talk show yet? Yes, I have. I've seen it once or twice. Pretty good. Okay. All right. Very why I don't sound impressed, but anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, goes on to say both ladies have had an amazing year. Um, Brunson, she won the Emmy Award for Abbott Elementary for the Outstanding uh, Writing for a Comedy Series. 
and Jennifer Hudson became uh, the 17th EGOT recipient and served as the second black woman to become an EGOT winner following Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. All right. Also, uh, Dwayne Wayne. Uh, Wait, he's in the news, his ex-wife. In court again, in court documents, um, Dwayne Wade, his ex-wife, alleged the move was for financial gain. Um, She's blocking Zaya's name and gender change, which is his daughter. I'm like, okay, why is this all about money? Um, In Newport documents obtained by TMZ, the NBA legend says um, the objection to his uh, court petition is high. Um, and that um, his 15-year-old daughter, who was transgender, should be allowed to legally change her name and gender. Um, 15 years old? I don't know. That's just too much. Um, she's yeah. barely probably getting through school, but that that's a bit much. I think yeah, maybe she wait until. Yeah, I think maybe she wait till she becomes 18. I mean, I understand where the mom's coming from, so. Um, I guess, look, they might be in court for three years, and then after that, she's going to say, bump it. Look, I'm 18. I can do what I want, right? Mm, yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. And also on, the, yeah, also on the news, Nas. I haven't heard his name in a while. Toy oh. Designer creates Nas action figure to commemorate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Wow. <laughs> As we continue to celebrate the road to hip-hop 50, Toy Designer sees that Tico has collaborated with Nas and created a customized action figure of the rapper. Really? Okay. Oh, my God. I can't see it. Nas, Did, did we need that? An action figure? I guess they're trying to get on the bandwagon. I'm I mean, just saying, did, did we need that? Did anybody ask for that? <laughs> Where did Nas come from? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Don't you guys need it to know? Megan the Stallion becomes first black woman on Forbes 30 Under 30 cover. Oh, interesting. Um, she made history to grace the 2022 cover of Forbes 30 Under 30. The Houston hottie announces the news on her Instagram. Okay. Um, spotlighting her business and philanthropic efforts. Uh, she's a trailblazer. She's in partnership with Cash App, Nike, and Revlon. Go ahead, girl. She also has um, her hottie sauce, of course. Um, she collaborated with Popeyes on that and also scored a campaign with Frito-Lays, Hot Flaming Cheetos. Hey, man, at Okay. Okay. Do your thing with hottie. Everything hottie on her, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Allegedly. Uh, man. Um, also, Will Smith, he tests positive, unfortunately, for COVID. Um, he has starred in a new movie called Emancipation. Um, so he had to do the premiere audience via Zoom. He tested positive an hour before the premiere. Really? Oh, um, wow. He had planned to surprise an audience at the premiere of his new film, Emancipation, when left after he tested positive. Wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, things, things work out for him. Is that what you think, Papa? We got set up. I think Chris Rock was in all right. that shit. <laughs> right. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, also, in closing, um, I, I'm quite sure everybody knows Mariah Carey, Debbie Allen, Jennifer Bills, and more reacted to Irene Carey's death. 
Uh, she was only 63, and um, no known, you know, reason, you know, what happened. Um, but a lot of people took to Instagram, um, and I didn't realize that uh, Stephanie Mills, she was in a play with her. They were young kids. Um, also, Jennifer Bills, uh, she knew her as well. Um, uh, Stephanie Mills goes on to say, saddened by the death of my Broadway co-star, who we were both so young on Broadway in the play Maggie Flynn. She says, my condolences to her family. Um, Jody Watley, uh, Nikki Noni Rose, um, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz goes on to say, Irene Carroll, you inspired me more than you could ever know. Your songwriting and vocals created pure energy that we'll never see. You also define an era that is so uh, close to my heart. Um, Vet Nicole Brown, um, Holly Robinson Pete. Um, apparently she touched a lot of people's lives. Um, yeah. And uh, Kim Seals as well. Um, yep. Well, I know that she oh. wrote the Flashdance song. Right. She wrote what a that feeling. And, uh, that was her. Right. Yeah. Yep. Remember her name. Remember her name. Yep. Yeah. Flashdance and, uh, you know, she played in the um, Fame uh, movie. Right. A series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. What an inspiration to a lot of people. Yeah. May she and rest sparkle. in peace. Don't forget that one. Oh, for sure. She said she was only 14. Wow. But, uh, yeah, 14. Mm. Wow. All right. I haven't heard anything from um her co-star, Philip Michael Thomas. I haven't seen anything from him. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Well, that was some good info. And mm-hmm. that takes us down to the Kiss It list, Papa Didi. Mm-hmm. If you could just explain, what is the world-famous Kiss It list? Explain, we can explain. Is it necessary to explain? It's explain, people that, that, that uh, show their butt. Now we're going to put them on the, on the rock. Okay. Kanye West hanging out with the white boys. Yeah. And Trump is saying that Kanye Kanye effed him over with that whole oh, thing God. of showing up with that guy, Fuentes, and all. And he said he don't even know Fuentes. Yeah. Give me he said, I don't know break. that man. And Kanye oh. effed me over with this whole thing. I'm like, please. How does Trump not know every member of the KKK? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He knows every damn member. Especially the leadership. Frenchie's running stuff. How does oh, Trump yeah. not know He's him? Of it. I don't even know him. Yeah. He's trying to throw right. Kanye under the bus now because now it all blew up in his face. Sounds like Mark Furman. Mm. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Have you ever said the word nigger? Have you ever said nerd? <laughs> that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I've got the five cops involved in the Randy Cox case that abused that brother in the back of that van. Well, they didn't abuse him. They The accident happened, and then they didn't believe him that he was hurt. And now that brother is paralyzed with a messed up neck injury and everything. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams, with that crazy plan that he's got to deal with mentally ill people, grabbing people off the streets, and this is crazy. Uh, who else? 
uh, oh, the people who voted against the rail sick leave situation for the rail workers, I'm putting them on the kiss it list. And uh, I got a Starbucks barista, you know, the people who make the coffee in Starbucks. Mm-hmm. There was a situation that happened in Annapolis Mall in Annapolis, Maryland, where a black woman ordered a coffee. The person, uh, the Starbucks employee, did not ask her her name. So the employee decided to just write monkey on the cup. Oh, my God. So Ooh. when she went to get her her beverage, the, one, the person handed it to her, and it had on their biggest day, monkey. So, you know, that's become an incident, and the person was, I don't know if they were fired or put on leave or whatever, but now how many more of these monkey incidents are we going to yeah, put up with? Do they think that name or putting up banana or saying watermelon, do you think them little tired-ass jokes really carry any more weight? They must think so because they keep doing it. <sighs> Give me a break. There was a sport event. We so, uh, where we so people were chanting it for a, a predominantly black team or an all-black team. I forgot what sport it was, but that was like a week or two ago. People in the stands doing it, making monkey noises and all. I'm like, you the well, one the imitating the, the monkey. The woman would have been wearing that coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> She'd have been wearing it. I know, it. that's right. Yeah, if I would have grabbed that coffee and saw the word monkey on it, <laughs> Oh, shit. That's oh, how about the You're woman right. shouldn't have never responded. She should have never responded. That's what she should have never done. How about that? <laughs> and leave it. Sometimes yeah. you have to take yourself out of those situations. Don't even put yourself there. But uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> now, that's all I have on my list. Anybody else? All right. Starbucks. Anybody? Um, <laughs> I think talking you guys, huh? Yeah, the guy at the Spanish bodega that uh, tried me for the bag. And selling okay. that lady, and oh, selling yeah. that lady, some Lucy's on on her EBT card, which will be a food stamp card. Yeah, illegal Lucy. And not a cigarette. You you are not supposed to buy any kind of cigarette, even a pack with an EBT card. Mm-hmm. I tell you, boy. Yeah, that was just wrong all the way around. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Uh. Did I say Kanye already for sitting with the white woman? Yeah, you can say him again. Mm-hmm. How about Tom Brady, Roger Goodell, Kraft, all of those? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and Brett Favre. I forgot about Brett. Yeah. Brett Favre mm-hmm. for trying to get out of that whole thing involved with that welfare scheme. He's uh, filed mm-hmm. something to try to get removed from that lawsuit. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's trying to get his name completely out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, yep. you're already well, in the it. the building's now. already built. The soccer field is built. The, the little soccer practice facility is built already with that money. So and He's trying to get his move. name out of the lawsuit. All right, well, let's put a wrecking ball through the building you built, then we'll fucking give you. <laughs> How about that? Okay. After we go over. A wrecking ball <laughs> through the wall. Wrecking ball. Yeah, they were. Oh, um, that's all I got. Anything else? We got Anybody else? Going once, going twice? All right. Special gift uh, for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Here it is. Kiss my empire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. 
All right, welcome back to a John Party Money Host Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're down to the last word. Uh, what's your last word, Papa Didi? Uh, my last word is just watch yourself when you're out of these stores and everything, you know, because, I mean, we're like marked people, you know. People get rid of their old change, and I've gotten changed with them old little green, you know, little gangrene stuff to be all over your quarter. Yeah. It dime like it's been sitting in water. Mm-hmm. I've gotten changed like that, and I'm like you know, bad dollars at toll booths. Just watch this stuff and give it back to them. Look, give me another quarter. Give me another dollar. I don't want this tour dollar. You knew it was tour when you gave it to me. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just watch this stuff. All right. Well, I just wanted to, for my last word, I wanted to give a shout out to Representative Hakeem Jeffries. He's a Democrat out of New York. He has been elected for the position of House Democrat leader, replacing Nancy Pelosi. He is the first black person to be in that position. So shout out to Hakeem Jeffries. I hope you do a great job. Don't you dare embarrass us. Do a good job. That's my <laughs> last word. All right. <laughs> Damn. All right. What's your last okay. word, Kelly? Um, for the people at Starbucks, y'all need to get some Jesus in, y'all. Y'all need some help. <laughs> I mean, those classes they talking about they going to go to, put them through, nah, they need the class with Jesus, okay? I think okay. Um, a, little bit, a little bit of Jesus in everybody is good, so I think we all need it, so get a little Jesus in <laughs> That's my last word. Okay. Uh, Never said just mm-hmm. get a little bit of Jesus. You be all right. All right, well, that'll wrap up another episode of the Pajama Party Show. Uh, we're going to say goodnight and sign off. And we'll do it again next Friday. Say goodnight, right. Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Good night. Get some Jesus in you. <laughs> <laughs> and good night, everybody. From the Pajama Party crew, see you next week. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some party 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 party
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.